بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين In the previous episodes we looked at some of the transactions of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam we discussed some of the businesses that the Sahaba رضي الله عنهم had and the strategies they used بإذن الله In today's episodes and the coming few episodes, we want to speak about halal and haram, what is permissible and what is prohibited. Many people ask a question, why are so many things haram in Islam? To truly understand this, we have to look at fiqh, Islamic jurisprudence as a whole. It can be divided into a few categories. And depending on the category, there is a default or a standard ruling. So for example, One of the categories is buyur, buying and selling. The default ruling when it comes to buying and selling, the standard ruling is everything is halal and permissible unless there is proof to show that it is haram. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Basically, all forms of business, buying and selling, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made permissible. So when it comes to fiqh, When it comes to the category of buying and selling, everything is halal unless stipulated otherwise. Generally, when it comes to kitabul buyur, buying and selling, when Allah and His Messenger say that something is haram and prohibited, it's mainly due to one of four reasons. The first is it contains riba. There is some sort of interest in this transaction. And we all know that in Islam, interest is prohibited. And bi-ithnillah, in a future episode, we will discuss interest in a bit more detail. So if there is interest involved in any contract, then it becomes haram. Why? Because there is a nas. There is evidence. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَأَحَلَّ اللَّهُ الْبَيْعَةُ وَحَرَّمَ الْرِبَى Allah made buying and selling permissible. But when it comes to riba, when it comes to interest, it is prohibited. So that is the first reason. The second reason why we find that a transaction is prohibited is because there is gharar or jahala. There is a very big unknown. It's like you taking a gamble. So for example, that is why gambling is haram. Why? Because you are putting money and your chances are one in a million or more than a million. So Islam doesn't want you to waste your wealth. Another example of gharar or jahala is Islam has prohibited us from buying an animal which is still in the mother's stomach. So people who want to buy a calf, for example, you cannot buy this calf when it's still in the mother's stomach. Why? It may come out alive, it may come out dead. There is a very big unknown. So the second reason is jahala or gharar. The third reason for a transaction being haram in Islam is due to dharar. Darar is harm. There is some sort of harm that may afflict you or others around you. So for example, a najash. When there are people bidding for a product, a person who does not want to buy it is not allowed to bid an increase in the price. Why? He is harming the buyer. The fourth reason why a transaction may be haram or impermissible in Islam is because the contract, it may look like it's okay, but it leads to something haram. And we will discuss this in more detail, bi So just to recap what we mentioned, 
in fiqh, Islamic jurisprudence, there are different categories. There's that which is to do with ibadat, acts of worship. Another category, the category of business, buying and selling. Anything new comes in this category, it's halal unless stipulated otherwise. Unless there is some sort of riba involved, interest, or there is a gharar and jahala, a very big unknown, or there is some sort of harm, or it is a transaction that actually leads up to haram. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us all goodness. Ameen. Wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala nabiyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.